Happy Tuesday. You know what time it is. It's time to go soul deep. I'm your host, Elizabeth Anna, and I want to welcome you to this week's episode. And today is a very special day because we're welcomed by our eldest son, Jeremy Anna. And we recorded the podcast. I lost count, truly, how many times we recorded it and ended up losing the recording. So it's been exhausting. We originally started without him because we didn't think he was going to be able to join. My original idea was to have all the kids and we were going to talk. Uh, we had a full, uh, few soul requests uh, from listeners about uh, blended families. And so I thought it would be interesting to hear their perspective. So I'm hoping to eventually at least maybe talk to Adrian because Andres already said he does not want to be on the podcast. And well, I'm not going to force him. So Jeremy did join us today and it was an interesting conversation uh, because I learned something that I did not know before. I think both me and my husband were kind of in shock. You'll definitely hear that. <laughs> But uh, I'm glad that you know, what we opened up the space for him to vocalize something about his experience when we decided to get married and, you know, fully blend the family. And it was something that I didn't realize that he felt that way. So it's interesting because it's been seven years, eight years, and I'm kind of learning this now. But more than anything, I think, What I get from all this is how important it is to remember that somebody's experience is theirs and whether or not, you know, you intended for something to, you know, be a certain way or like, you, you know, I, I thought we tried to do as much as possible, right, to make sure that the kids knew what was happening and that, you know, we took things slow. It took two years, but it, it doesn't matter what I thought, because the reality is that in his experience, it felt completely different and it was completely different and that's personal to him and so I think a lot of times as parents we we get angry because we take offense to how our children are perceiving us because it sheds you know it puts a negative like it sheds a negative light on our person our character you know our ability to make good choices but we're human and I think that it's important to you know say I could have done this better. And so now hearing this from him, you know, makes me realize we, sh we could have done things a lot better. And even though I'm glad everything has worked out and, you know, we're a big happy family, I think that sharing our experience and his experience is helpful to other families. And, and even if you're not in a blended family, it's important to create a space where your children are able to tell you their experience, even if their experience seems completely off to you it's theirs and you need to honor that because uh, it's their truth no matter what and it, it was a good conversation I wish we would have been able to find and save all the earlier recordings because there was definitely more uh, back and forth conversation and we went more in depth to the questions but this is the best we could do I've learned that doing a podcast with three people in person I don't have the right uh, accessories for this, so, but this is a, a, what is it, growing pains, and I'm grateful to bring you along in my journey of learning how to do a podcast correctly with guests. 
So next week I have a special guest and uh, she's she's very special to me, but I'm not going to tell you who she is because I'll bring her in next week and you will meet her. Uh, so I hope you enjoy the, the podcast and that you are able to appreciate our raw conversation. Uh, also, I wanted to let you know that it starts off completely off topic because we had decided not even to record it at all. We were just so exhausted. But we started talking about cyber attacks and I decided to hit record. And because I started recording that, then we just kind of went into the topic of blended families. So again, if you have any questions, any soul requests, you can send them in through email or you can leave them in the end of the episode with the questions. Enjoy and see you next week. Find out who we are. I mean... On the on the internet, a simple when we're Google saying, <laughs> we're saying shows that you live names yeah. of children, <laughs> everything is being, uh, you know, exposed here on, um, on the show. We should be able to to reduce the exposure. Yeah. yeah. To um, what? <laughs> you want to wear a mask? I mean, we're not even coming out on video. No, we're not. But the, you know what we look like. I know, but but cyber. You realize attacks, my social media is open, right? In cyber public, attacks your are face is real. everywhere. Cyber yeah, attacks are for real. I'm I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about cyber attacks. Cyber. What are you worried <laughs> about a cyber oh, attack? They're gonna hack into Xfinity. That's what they're gonna do. You know, all our passwords have <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I have what? Ellie's, Ellie opened up her mouth like in shock and awe. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. That's All exposing us. have cyber attacks easily. Yeah, exactly. Just like in Ted Lasso. I was thinking about this yesterday. What is your password? I was like, right. If I, like, the fact that I don't remember, like, Jamie. <laughs> any password that I remember, yeah. it's telling me. I need to it. change it. Yeah. And then the passwords that they give me, I never remember. And then this machine, like every, half the time so it remembers, annoying. half the time it doesn't. So like <laughs> I spent 20 minutes today trying to log in somewhere because I couldn't find my password and it wouldn't pop up on the thing. And I was yeah. just like, this is exhausting. Because I think that that's, the, you know, this is technology at its best. I mean, I think this is like, you're we're supposed to be recording this in a studio. <laughs> I mean, and, no. You can and, do it at home with the right equipment. Right. The problem is that this, okay. this right. wonderful machine that I have, right? Mm-hmm. I only have one that goes to that uh-huh. and one that goes to here. And then I don't have two that connect to it. Right. The thing doesn't have multiple channels? It has for two. But the problem is that the, the connection I think is, we're limited the in, connections our, are in different. our functionality. What's, what is that? XLRs? <laughs> one is a... What is that? Wait. Can we just get... XLRs are that one right there. That right. I only have one XLR. and this one's USB. All right. I was gonna say, dumb it down, scientists. <laughs> For the common thing, I sold equipment. I'm good at selling. What, you didn't sell cables with the equipment. The equipment? I just, yeah, but man, the equipment. When I used to sell cables, we're talking XLRs like 27 old. years ago. XLR cables <laughs> have been out forever. He works at a phone company for 25 years. He doesn't know what the phone. I know he doesn't know the product. So he okay, never knew what an XLR. That is, but the product changes. All the time. Okay, you- I, I want to take that is a myth, and I'm gonna bust it right now. <laughs> I do know how to work my phone very, you, very phone. effectively. Yeah, Here. effectively. That's you it. know how to make calls. You Here know you how to go. text messages. I read my emails, and yeah. I mean, yeah, I think basic. at the end of the day, what what you need to know is that emails. I manage people. <laughs> I read my emails. I, know how to text I, know how I mean, what else would you like for me to do? 
What else are you doing? FaceTime, video chatting. What do you want? WhatsApp. My point is that. Becoming an expert now at Slack. Uh huh. An expert. Expert. I can do huddles. Did you know you can do a huddle on Slack? But you probably didn't know that. I know that. I don't even use Slack. Well, (laughs) the world is coming to you, youngins. You guys need to wake up. But I think that those are like this is a common occurrence when you start off your your um, podcasting you know at least uh like what i like to do is i like to watch a lot of youtubes and i i see um i see how um the people that i'm that i'm watching how the difficulty they try to keep it simple a lot of stuff they do on iphones or that was my point with these little microphones to keep it simple the problem is that i'm only i know able to do you're limited in your in what you're trying to do right two right so more than two you shouldn't really have more than three people in a podcast because it's a lot harder to get like a soundboard that Mm -hmm. you can have that many yeah microphones i think the other thing too is like trying to keep people like you know like i feel like sometimes like i'm trying to like wait for you to finish talking so that then i (laughs) that's why you're supposed to have headsets because uh but it's obvious this doesn't work what did you say? That's the way we're supposed to have conversations. That's conversation. an obvious way you're supposed to have conversations. Which mean, is you what? Wait, you wait for the other person to finish their point, and then you go ahead and either reiterate, comment, or create your own counterpoint towards that conversation. It's not right. difficult. I, I don't mean, think that's fluent. Like, you see right now, I just interrupted you there. Did you I, see I how finished. I did that? I don't know what you're talking about. But you just did it back to me. I'm going to do it back to you. But that's because I think, like, if you're having a debate or a discussion, it's you're more antsy to jump in, right? Like earlier when you when we were recording, the recording that never recorded. <laughs> I could be here. Maybe it's here. The mi- I don't even know. I think we were debunking blended family myths. There are no myths. Everything will be perfect right from day one. <laughs> and uh, you went off and I was like, okay, am I ever going to talk? You see, I'm telling you. But you were also not in front of me. I think it would help if you were in front of me. Yeah. So it was really hard to get like I was like, because I had a bunch of things to say, even though you did say a lot of the things I was gonna say. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, if you keep it in in check, it's just what you know. I don't know. I guess. Uh, look, this is a new experience for us, and I think it's there's a learning curve to it, and I think we we just have to adjust to it. Um, but you know, I don't know. Do you want to address some of the questions uh, that your your followers had? It was about blended family. That's why yeah. I wanted to bring the kids in. Well, we have one one kid here. Yeah. Which I will not say his name because Jeremy. His we're name is Jeremy. Trying to avoid cyber attacks in this world. <laughs> yeah. It just just you know give ideas out there that aren't even, maybe in anybody's mind. <laughs> so silly. Um, but uh, we covered an entire like three questions, and we realized we didn't record any of it. None well, we it. recorded. I, I forgot to hit save because it kept stopping because you kept getting calls. Yeah. How many questions were there? I mean, there was, we didn't cover all of them, but there was, uh, what are some, I think the first one was, what are common misconceptions or myths uh, about blended families and how can they be debunked? And so I actually Googled up, Googled up, well, said that. Wow. I actually Googled three myths because you were not sure about the myths, even though you kind of covered them. First one is blended families struggle more than non-blended families. No. No what? No, I don't. I don't think so. No, you're right. It's a myth. 
blended families aren't as close as traditional families. Tampoco. Yeah. And then step parents should treat their step children. Tampoco means no. <laughs> step parents should treat their stepchildren exactly like their own biological kids. What do you think about that? Um, it depends. I think it depends. It depends on the relationship that the that the parent has with their child, and it depends what type of relationship that is. Like, you know. Um, for instance, in, for me personally, I'm the kind of person that I really do not like when a parent babies their older child who's already an adult. <laughs> and especially when, when that relationship isn't there personally, um, so, for instance, what I'm trying to say is basically is like if a step parent tends to baby or treat their their child like that, I don't think that would work. I don't think that would work at all in that situation. But if they have a very respectful relationship where they understand the roles, they understand what they're doing and that they're the parent and the child understands, hey, that's your mom or dad, like, you know. Then yeah, go for it. I mean, I don't think there should be any change well, it's a because, <laughs> yeah, but no. What I'm saying is like there's there's a caveat to it. Like that, what did the myth exactly say? Step parents should treat their stepchildren exactly like their own biological. See, kids. should right. so right, should true. so it's either if you have different types of relationship where you see that could possibly work. It also comes down to the interpretation of what your relationship could be with your integrated now child like your your blended family it depends should you do that should you not do that it is more situational yeah well i actually i actually had talked about how i came i think it was this year right that i realized it i that i when i think when it was when i first got married that um i remember like not being ready to tell you guys I love you yet, right? And also not wanting to put you guys under that pressure of saying I love you. So I stopped. Like I would go whisper to Andres, but I never said it out loud. And I wouldn't, I kind of stopped hugging him because you guys were older and I kind of didn't want to like put you, like I didn't know how to do it. And so I kind of didn't want to do it to him because I wasn't being affectionate with you guys and I didn't want to feel like there was a separation. And I should have never done that. I should have continued to be the way I was with Andres because I think then organically it would have then been able to, when the moment was right, be able to, oh yeah, the I love yous and all that came when they came. But like, as far as the affection, I, I kind of didn't know how to do it then because I felt like they kept getting older and older. And even with Andres sometimes, like I realized because I stopped being affectionate towards him, like physically, like you hug them all the time. And so, like, I was like, what the hell? Like, well, I stopped. I stopped. And because I stopped with him, I didn't know how to do it with them. And then so I just kind of, so, and it's crazy because that's something that I struggled with my mom personally, like where she would hug me and it felt awkward. And I had to continue to hug her as an adult so I could feel like it wasn't awkward anymore. And then I developed the same thing with my kids. And I don't think it's, um, I think maybe your issue was more because of a prior 
um, situation you had where I think I was very clear in communicating that the lack of of emotion or or love from my father, which my father loved me, I completely know he did, but he was his love was different. It wasn't one of like, let me hug you and tell you I love you so much. His was more of a rough love. And and I think that, you know, like you know, I've I've talked to you about this before is that I avoid doing that because what I want to do with my kids is like show them love from the very beginning. And I think that I started um, hugging um, our our first son um, maybe before you started hugging uh, the other two boys because it was like as my relationship built with him, it was more common for me um, to do it. It was more like, you know, I, f I felt more like, hey, he's now my, my son. So You're talking about I want, days? yeah, I want to show him, you know, my love. I want to show him, I want him to know that yeah you've never had a problem with that no you've no but but what i'm trying to say is like it's because something that i wasn't given to me when right. i was when i was younger then i know i'm gonna make it a point of emphasizing the i love you and the hugs but right. i think to jeremy's point um where i think jeremy got a little on a tangent but i think what jeremy's point was that you know too many times the the parents make the mistake of like babying or treating the child, you know, treating their child as a child, even though they're not, you know, so, and I think that, is that kind of what you were trying to, you know, yeah. say? Yeah. So I think that that point, you know, to his point, I totally agree. I think as your child, you know, um, progresses throughout the years, you got to start treating them differently. You can't be like, hmm. you know, I get a that. baby I get that, but, all um... the way through to like 20 something years old, because I, I, I don't know. It's just my... It's my, you know, thought process on it. I, I don't, you know, everybody has their own. I respect everybody's, but I think that you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. Cause I think you're stunning, right? I mean, like, you, you have so your to... point is like, I think you think you're stunning the growth of the child. No, no, I don't think that's what it's about. I don't, I don't think it's about stunning the growth. I think more, more of what it is, is that you you're catering to a behavior that doesn't allow for self-growth because you're providing you're providing that type of like you're providing that type of affection and whatever the child like that that son or daughter needs and then it's they're, they're how are they going to fend for themselves it's not about like growth growth in that sense it's more of like a you know I've had I've had this all catered to me the whole entire time. Now I find it difficult to do things for myself because I've always had that constant help. I've always had that constant person there. Oh, you need this? Oh no, I have you here. Oh no, don't worry about it. No, it's okay. Sometimes it's not okay. Sometimes you got to deal with stuff and you got to take care of those situations by yourself. But that was more my point of the babying and the you know yeah. the contrast of that i think that's also like a preference you obviously your child will tell you when like i like, I, I think i remember when on this was like hey yeah <laughs> you know uh and and it's just a matter of like no matter what your kids i feel like they're your babies yeah they grow but there's this part of you that 
Like they're always going to be that little baby that you had. And that, that's just an, an endearment thing more than anything. It doesn't mean you're going to treat them like a baby. But I get what he's saying. Like a lot, like you don't like that whole baby thing either. No. But anyways, that has nothing insane. to do with the no, I know, I know. The we blended got thing. We got um, up on a roll. I actually wanted to, I know that we before had spoken about uh, how a lot of times one of the, like, you know, a common myth is that if there's enough love between you know the partners and you know it's going to bleed into the like bleed over to oh, the kids yeah. and that mm -hmm. it's going to be super easy and it's going to be flawless so uh i wanted to kind of now that jeremy's here because he wasn't here when we originally had the conversation to be like what could we have done differently so that maybe if there's you know parents out there that are about to like merge families uh you know from a from a perspective of a child who was blended what could we have done differently to make it i don't know easier more you know i don't know i think in my situation um at the very beginning it was not overly communicated to us to both my brother and i that things were going to be changing and that our lifestyle was now going to incorporate something else. We had spent so much time, and I mean, it wasn't really a long time, but I mean, a couple of years is, is enough time to where we were very comfortable alone. Just my dad, my brother, myself, that's it, and the dog. That's all it was. And we were doing stuff all the time. We'd always hang out. It was just us. And it was great. When things started to change abruptly, and at the time, I wasn't, I wasn't mature enough to deal with abrupt change uh, the way that I would be able to deal with change now. And so it was very difficult. It was, it was almost like, hey... I don't even know who you are, really. Yeah, you've been dating my dad. But honestly, like, who are you? Like, really, who are you? Like, what? what is this all about? Yeah, okay. At the first very beginning, we went to, like, parties and stuff, and you were invited. And, you know, or, or we went to, like, Tropical Park and stuff, you know, and it was, events happened and were funny as hell. But other than that, like, so what, could very, we have done, what could we have done differently? I think what could have been done differently would have been definitely sitting us both down either for breakfast or for dinner or lunch, whatever, because food is a really good medium to bring people together and really talk things over. And just, hey, listen, this person makes me really happy and I feel comfortable enough to bring this person into and integrate this person into our home to kind of combine our families together. This is something I want to do. I'm happy. And I want you guys to see and know that I'm happy with this person. We're going to do this slowly, but, but this person is going to be staying with, with us. And you're going to see them more. And we're going to integrate even more. And just communicating how events were going to transpire 
instead of having an abrupt change, all of a sudden, hey guys, I'm here. Hi, how are you? Like, yeah. Jeremy, you remember that I moved in like pretty much right when we got married. <laughs> yeah. Like a few months before. I, I think... <laughs> it we wasn't, got, we, but we... understand, this was never communicated to me. He told us that he was proposing to the day, no, the day I moved in was the I, day I'm a, right I'm, before we left his I am telling you now. And he proposed there. I have no memory of a sit-down oh, conversation where my father and you and Andres and my brother and myself were sitting down together. Hey, guys, we're going to become a nuclear family together. We're going to integrate. Okay, so this is how this is how this is how things. I remember sitting. We're going to change that conversation. So it's so, not long. So we never had any kind of communication as to how our families were going to kind of just mesh. They just meshed. You guys got married and then you, we just, everything came together. I was like, holy, holy crap. This is like, this is really happening. moving me out of my house? <laughs> I had, I did not know. No, no, I didn't. You and know, I'm not feigning think, ignorance it's, either. Uh, it's crazy. I, I it's crazy that. Yeah, that, and that I, and we I, had no idea. I, I respect no, that. No, I, I do too. Um, but that I, I, no I by no means say that we did. There's no perfect um, formula to this. No, there isn't. I think that there's different um, variations to it as where you and me might think that we communicate and we took our time. No, I thought we, we took, took a breaks. long ass time. <laughs> we did take a long ass time. <laughs> But that's okay. I mean, hey, that's right. Then this that's, is what we go back to sometimes yeah. when we get into this conversation, and we say, um, you know, we we talk about like, you know, everybody gets treated differently, and sometimes you, with the way you treat people, you you might get them to accept, and then sometimes you ruffle feathers. And I don't think, you know, I don't think it's uh, there's anything wrong with what Jeremy's saying. I think. Uh, that's what he feels right and, it was his it was his, know, experience. his experience and yeah. that's i think that that's why i wanted to do this because i feel that the like our experience through it is yeah, very different, different than their experience and yeah. even though i personally like i had said like i was also scared i know andres was scared because i had only lived on my own since i moved out of my parents house and so i had never really lived with anybody and that part like was extremely terrifying for me so as scared as I was, I can only imagine how scary it might yeah. have been for them because it's for them. It was like, no. And I think, you know what I'm thinking right now is how many sleepovers or <laughs> times that we would do like, um, 4th of July's and like, you know, there was different events and stuff that we did just us, you know, the family, you know, the, the boys together, you know, and so it's okay. I mean, listen, it, there's nothing wrong. Um, I think that, that it's just a matter of, you know, you playing your cards right and doing things properly. Because, no, but this, I think this could be helpful also for, yeah, to other again, people, to other people who, who think they did, like oh, that. I did everything a hundred percent right. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, like it, and I don't, it's not that I think that we did everything a hundred percent right. Yeah. I think that we did the best we thought we could do, um, but there was obviously things that we could have communicated better. And maybe like, cause I think for a while we just thought, okay, like it's been two years, you know, it's like, this is the next step. Yeah. Right. So it felt as if, you know, they sh maybe should have, you know, kind of yeah. known, but it's, 
we probably should have maybe like done what he says, like sit down and explain it because there's something different between what you think is going to happen versus mm. when it actually happens. Because it took, like I said, it took me a while to also feel comfortable. Like I, I remember, and I know I've shared this, I don't think it got recorded because this is brand new, right? But um, Adrian was hard on me, like really tough for me. Yeah, to, I remember. Like, yeah, so I would, I feel like I was so like not real with him. He would ask me for things and I always felt like I couldn't tell him no because I was like, he's not going to like me. He's not going to like me. And it was this pressure. And I, I just remember thinking to myself, am I ever going to like be able to be real with him? Is, is this going to be forever? Because I don't want to fake this forever. I want to be able to tell him, no, get your own water because I don't want to get your water. And now, like I, and like I said, I don't remember exactly when that happened, that we were able to like, like that it was just real, no, I take, I, it that so I didn't well. care about whether he liked me or not, because I knew, like I already established who I was, like he yeah. knew who I was. And he knew I, you know, they they both at one point understood that I I wasn't like yeah. faking my love. It was real. No, I because I, I, I that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't want to say I love you at the very beginning because yeah. I I cared for them, but I hadn't actually felt loved. And I think that those genuine gestures is what made it easier for at least speaking for myself, not for my brother, but those genuine gestures where that that kind of like even though you weren't my biological mother that motherly love that leaked into the actions and everything that came from that process really made it easier for me to kind of like okay like this is this is okay not only is not only do i see and the only thing that i honestly cared about like i really couldn't care less if i'm being honest like i couldn't care less about anything at the very beginning about you but it was honestly to see my dad happy was the most important thing over those years is to see him enjoy himself get back to you know get get back to like his own personality get back into the swing of things it was really refreshing to see someone bring that back after you know everything we struggled through but it really, it really opened my eyes to like, okay, you know what? This person is here. They're obviously bringing a lot of joy into a person that for me is number one most important person in my life to this day, hands down, doesn't matter. And still to this day, I still believe the same thing that I felt after those years where I was like, okay, you know what? This person through even my own difficulties has been a mom to me. And that for me was super important. Okay. Okay, but I don't give it back to Jeremy because I, I wanted to ask him, like what yes. advice could you give to kids? I think that was helpful, right? Like to focus to on your parents, but I don't think kids should ignore how they feel. Right. And I think that it's important for kids to feel safe enough to tell their parents when something isn't like when they're uncomfortable or, you know, I don't know, whatever the situation may be. But what advice would you give to kids who are about to be merged or blended? For kids about to be merged, I think the biggest thing is to 
obviously depending on the maturity of the child it really it really honestly depends on the maturity of the child and where they are in their life obviously i would not expect you know five-year-old to you know listen to this podcast me either. to listen to this podcast <laughs> yeah or understand this but but i think parents of the younger generation or kids uh i would say kids 12 years old and even teenagers listening to this i think the most important thing is to go to your parent whether it's your mom who's blending with your stepdad or your dad who's blending with your your stepmom talk to them don't be afraid to bring up any conversation anything that you feel uncomfortable about my advice to those kids be vocal don't hold back because if you hold back those feelings of like Oh, I really don't trust this person. Oh, I really don't know about this. Oh, this this behavior is kind of weird. Like, oh, I'm going to stay away. I'm going to keep quiet. No. Speak and about it. What advice would you give to those parents when those kids come to them? Because I think a lot of times, what would you, like, if, I mean, I don't remember if you ever went to him with anything. But my point is, like, if, if you vocalized it or whatever, like, how were you met that made you feel like it was safe to be vocal? For for me, it was more the action. What I I I always I consider myself very observant. The actions that I saw from you and from you to my dad, you to us, you with your family, everyone made more uh, was more apparent than anything vocal. I didn't really need to. For me personally, I didn't really need to approach him about anything, but there were times where I would ask him questions and then he'd tell me, oh, this is just, this, this is how Ellie is. This is how it is. Like, there's nothing you could do about it. What do you want me to do? I can't change her. Like, this is how it is. You know, this is her personality. This is how, you know, she's goofy. Yeah, you know. And Andres was a carbon copy. Same thing. You know, he was a carbon copy, just goofier and clumsier, you know. But that's, that's how it was in my personal situation. Now, to answer the other question, for the parents who are approached by their kids, I think it's very important, we, we've mentioned this before, keeping it clear that it is a safe, non-judgmental space. And that whatever questions they have, you... You don't sugarcoat too much. Be real. Especially with little kids. Especially with little kids. Five, six, seven-year-olds, they can see through the lies. They have x-ray vision on that stuff. They know. Because you say something, and then they see something else. And it's monkey see, monkey do. And they're going to automatically copy that behavior. When it comes to older kids, teenagers... When it comes to that, that's that's where you have to be like, hey, listen, you know, this is how this is how this is, and and go ahead and communicate them to them openly without sugarcoating too much and being honest. Okay. Um, and I guess this one's this one's how can uh, let me see, wait, what are key factors 
to consider when merging different parenting styles in a blended family. I think we had different parenting styles. I mean, yeah, polar opposite. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There, yeah, we we are. So what polar is the, what are they asking? Like, what is like, the what are key factors to consider when merging different parenting styles in a blended family? I think I I think you really got to get back to knowing, you know, where the person is coming from, right? Like, if they're coming from a good place. If the if they're showcasing the love, you know, and I don't mean just the physical love, but the emotional aspect of it. If they're, you know, if the standards that they have, um, are in line with your standards, I don't think you can like. I think everybody parents differently, and I don't think there's like like two parents that parent the same. That really doesn't exist. Yeah, even in a non-blended. So I don't think I don't know. I don't I don't think I think what you got to do is the uh, right. But going but, back into like. But this this does play into because I think we we actually argued a lot about this right because obviously um like my Andres was hyper yeah and so and I <laughs> had a lack of discipline mm -hmm. that I would so when I was me and him were living together I didn't have a lot of structure. And so when then when we got married and we started living together, that structure that you put, like sometimes the way you were with him made me feel like you were singling him out. And so I think sometimes it's truly understanding what your partner's trying to accomplish, right? And um if like obviously it felt like sometimes it was tough because it wasn't my style. It wasn't the way I was. And it, it just and because I felt like he wasn't your biological child. Sometimes it felt like you were treating him different, but it's because he was different and he needed structure and he needed that discipline. And so obviously looking back now, I realize that it was in his best interest, but being in it, a lot of times I would get defensive. I would get... Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, um, and, and even... I think now you go even more defensive with... <laughs> with what? With the older kids and... Than with him, I think. I, sometimes. Do, I, do, I right. think sometimes you defend everybody. I do. Right, I but do. I, I don't. I, you see that part of it. I think that you know there goes so much into, and, and let's just take the blended part out. I think there just goes so much into making a relationship um, work that, regardless if they're blended or not, you have to make adjustments here and there. But if you're if the core if at the core, the person is coming from a good place, meaning that the person is committed to loving that that child or children. Um, if the person, um, you know, has, you know, set standards, you know, that I think you can overcome those those things because we definitely did. Um, I know there was many times where I would get frustrated with you, you know, allowing, you know, and I would say the boys, just the boys in general to do certain things. And I'm like, no, no, that doesn't work. That's not the way it works. This is the way we want to do it. And a lot of the times I know you allowed me to do that. And then there were times where you were like, hell no. And, you know, to the point now where I see the effects that, you know, it had on the children 
I think it was just more a positive effect that we were willing to adjust here and there, you know, depending on, you know, yeah, it, it, probably if you look at our, our styles is I'm like, we're in one extreme to the other, right? You're, you know, um, on one side and I'm on the other. Um, but then we always figure out a way to come into the middle and be able to um, speak to the children, you know, where it's going to be good for them. Because I think a part, a big part of it was that I think that you had this belief, right, that you needed to be tougher, and so sometimes the manner, with the three of them, with, with which, no, no, what? just in general. Oh, tougher. And so, like, like, yeah, like it's, uh, and so the way that you would like communicate things, right, was really harsh. But I feel like deep down, that's not the way that you really wanted to communicate it because there was times when after you did it you would soften up and be like wait right because you yeah, don't want it. you never times. wanted to hurt them like the idea was just that you were trying to get them to see something and how serious you were right but in the manner in which you communicated it sometimes i felt was a little bit too because it's not easy i mean it's not easy raising kids and it's no, not it's easy not. but that's raising my point. three boys and then it's not easy blending them i mean there's so many so many things that that we had to overcome i mean I, I would probably tell you that we're on the um on we're on the the percentile of most likely to fail and we and we haven't <laughs> and i think that because we had to overcome so many things you know like i and and i think you're right i think there's there's a lot of times where i come out real hard but then i i, I don't know i it's not that i go back Oh, my word is more like I go back to explain myself right. to them and kind of like tell them, look, this is actually what I mean. First, my emotions kick in, which it happens to us as parents. Like as you get you passionate mean. about something and you're like, you're hell no, hell no. Or angry. Or angry. And then I go back and then I say, you know what? Wait a second. Look, you know, and it doesn't happen like right away. Uh, I, I could think of a couple times. I remember... You know, I think there was one disagreement um, that I had with one of the boys where it was, you know, confrontational and it was probably the best thing that could happen, you know, and it was got so heated. I mean, heated. We both got in each other's face, but then it it turned into later on the best thing that could happen to us because we both were able to see um, we made mistakes and we talked it up. We talked about it. And then, you know, from then on, we've never even gotten ever that heated ever again. And and it was like, you know, it, it was like it was a test. Wow. Like we've come along so far because I think you, you get pushed, right? They push your buttons, you push their buttons. And, you know, you're living with with um, now we're living with adults, but I'm just saying. Back in the day when we we're living with, with children, it's a lot of testosterone going on, a lot of challenging. And, you know, you learn, I think that all those moments, you know, as a parent, I would tell you, don't lose your, your shit, really. I mean, there's no other way I could say it, but don't lose your cool. You know, keep it, keep it in check because you, you're going to get tested <clears throat> and sometimes you have to walk away and sometimes you got to walk away and just like, gather your thoughts and then re-engage and not to say that that makes it any better sometimes, but 
it does diffuse the situation and you're teaching your kids that later on in life when they do get in an escalated situation they can let me walk away for a second let me diffuse before re-engaging yeah they learn to manage they learn their to emotions. manage their emotions yeah uh and i i wanted to kind of as an we're gonna cut this now but mm -hmm. i wanted to because i know that in the first recording that we didn't save we talked about um and i think this applies to every parent it doesn't have to be a blended family but to always remember that every like even if you're raising you know two children in the same household three children four children whether they're blended whether you're biological children every child is different every child is their own person yeah, definitely. and so like you're sometimes as parents we want our children to do certain things a certain way or and 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 that's you're setting up expectations for something that in reality it's like you're gonna set yourself up to fail because that person that, that child is their own person and sometimes the way you parent that child right is different than the way you parent another child and that relationship you have with each child is different because they are different you don't change as a person but your relationship with them you know it it it, it grows differently and i think that we need to be more open to that more open to like allowing them to be themselves and then learning how to parent them from who they are instead of who we think they should be and who we are because we also change because of our children we yeah. grow because of our children because we still are growing until the day we die so in reality the more open you are to you know getting to know your child as they are becoming who they are becoming the more that you are able to also learn about yourself and see things that maybe yeah. you didn't know yep totally agree but um you know before we end i just want to say thank you to jeremy yes jeremy i know he's extremely tired from we all are. working out i think we're all in the same boat <laughs> um but um you know again i love you i love you i love, I you, love you jeremy love you, love you little baby <laughs> oh little baby <laughs> and um um thank you again i love you all right yeah. good night